0: Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Center for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Welcome to Stem Cells Digested. With me we have Dr. Pernvideer Sagu, I'm PhD student at the Center for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine. Let's start by how would you explain your research to the public? So I work for a biotech called Orchard Therapeutics, and uh, the R&D laboratory basically focuses on trying to develop stem cell gene therapies for patients who have got rare diseases. And so our research is focused around optimizing many of the processes involved in making a gene and cell therapy product, which has already reached the clinical stage, so refining the product, uh, product, making the stem cells, or selecting more efficient stem cells, improving um, the rates of uh, transduction, which means the uh, ability of a virus to enter and modify a cell, and um, deliver therapeutic genes more efficiently. So that's what our research uh, focuses around, as well as trying to identify... New targets that gene therapy can be used to treat new indications and new diseases. How did you get into this field? So, I had um, a research background in transplantation starting through my PhD. And this was transplantation of not just uh, the hematopoietic, the blood system, but also solid organs. And so I was always very much interested in therapeutic and um, translation-orientated projects. Um, And then I got very much involved in cell therapy based um, translational research projects and uh, slowly started working on stem cells of the immune system as well as somatic stem cells and transplanting. For example, one of the projects I worked on was transplanting stem cells of the cornea to treat um, blindness. Um, And so it's been a bit of a zigzag route, but all focused around um, translational research and transplantation. And so now this biotech role, uh, an R&D goal of developing stem cell transplantation through autologous stem cells which have been treated by gene therapy is just yeah the pinnacle what do you think is the future of gene therapy um i think it's going to be able to treat a lot more indications and diseases than people currently imagine so at the moment, uh, it's being used very effectively to treat disorders which are associated with single-gene defects. Um, and it's incredibly successful at that. It's incredibly safe now as well, uh, as opposed to 20 years ago. So the developments that have been made in creating the types of um, viruses to genetic-modify cells are much safer. Um, and so I think... The future for gene therapy is going to be to start to treat indications which aren't associated with just single gene disorders. I think the the developments in this field, such as uh, gene editing, will permit broader approaches, um, and really, you know, who knows what the limit is in in terms of what the um, gene therapy can achieve, particularly in the sort of setting that we work in, which is autologous, which means or um, you're taking your cells and treating the patient with their own individual cells, it means you can really target a lot more indications without any of the complications um, associated with doing a transplant of stem cells from a different individual. That's very interesting. Um, What's the most exciting discovery you have found yourself during the the research? I think it's um, probably uh, demonstrating that um, Certain types of immune cells can be used to correct a number of diseases uh, through transplantation. So as I was describing, our work is very much around autologous stem cell transplantation. But I think some of the most exciting work that I've done in previous roles is really demonstrating the therapeutic potential of particular subsets of T-cells from within the immune system and how they can be used to treat um, uh, and prevent a, a broad range of, of diseases. That's very nice. Tell us about your career path and what advice would you give to young scientists? So I went through a very classical academic route. Uh, so I did an undergraduate degree at Imperial College and I was undecided as to whether I wanted to stay in science and so I did an MSc and uh because that was more hands-on laboratory experience with a six-month project and i really enjoyed the challenge of running a project and that's when i was like yes i'm ready i'll quite happily do a phd and spend three years doing a phd and then after a phd i went on to do uh three postdocs and the 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 reason I enjoyed these postdocs was because I got to work on completely different projects every time of my dis- my choosing, and, you know, so I've worked on adaptive immunity, innate immunity, transplantation, infection, and so if you enjoy studying the immune system, it's just wonderful to be able to switch like that, and so that's one of the beautiful things about working in academia, the fact that you can... Through postdocs, switch and, and choose projects, and also this enabled me to travel quite a bit as well. So I've worked abroad, I've worked around different part different universities in London. So it was really fantastic. Um, and then I decided to um, leave academia and become uh, part of the commercial sector, working in a biotech. Um, just one year ago, and that was really driven by the fact that um, funding opportunities are really limited at the moment. So. Um, you really have to have published extremely well and very quickly. And because some of the early postdoc positions I took were on clinical studies, they often take five years to publish. And although, you know, I published well, it you know, my progress as an academic looked a bit stunted because I wasn't pushing out nature papers within the first two years. It took a lot longer. Um and so, um, yeah, so the funding opportunities shrink the longer you stay in academia and you don't make that leap. So, you know, I, I had a, f- a few independent grants, but they weren't big enough to sort of form my own group. So that was part of the reason that I decided to move. and. Um, I'm just really, yeah. I, I don't want to discourage anyone in academia, but moving into a biotech is great because it's financially obviously more rewarding. But at some point, you know, it you, it does enable you to really focus your research efforts, and it, it's a very different way of doing science where you have a more directed goal, and um, and I'm really really enjoying that at the moment. Actually, I'm having I'm enjoying the confines of it. Although you know, because we're an R and D lab, we have. The ability to do exploratory research—it's all with a broader directed goal. What is one direction that you would like Orchard Therapeutics to take for the next ten years? Um, so I really believe that, as I mentioned earlier, gene editing is—you know—going to open up a lot of um, therapeutic avenues. Um, so at the moment, uh, Orchard's—you know—key um, genetic medicine is very much based on stem cell transplantation modified with lentiviral vectors and so I think we really need to break into this gene editing approach and this is something we're actively doing Um, and you know at the moment again our work is focused on primary immune deficiencies but you know we need to push out and and see as I said what other um, therapeutic targets we can we can treat with gene therapy. Thank you for being with us.